afternoon folks this is the long awaited return of the common sense party podcast we've been on hiatus for a minute i do apologize uh but today we'll be talking about while the republicans trying to start an impeachment inquiry without evidence is there government shutdown coming and how old should you be to be a senator uh we're going to talk about those topics today let's get to it is the common sense party podcast i'm your host Dwayne otley uh we are available on spotify google Podcasts, amazon music pandora youtube and we're still working to try to find access on apple all right today we'll be talking about impeachment inquiry 
government shutdown and age but right now we can give kudos to the TYT gang about them putting a clip together about Jared Kushner because the Republicans are complaining about uh, the Biden son let's check it out words of Republican Chris Christie who I'll quote the grift from this family is breathtaking it's breathtaking is this the same party that's obsessed with President Biden's family and the American people deserve answers and I urge my colleagues across the aisle to answer all our calls and subpoena Jared Kushner's company once and for all Madam Speaker I rise today to urge House Republicans to investigate one of the modern American scandals and political cons. Now, why did the Saudi government give Jared Kushner $2 billion just months after he left the Trump White House? Kushner, who oversaw Middle East policy for his father-in-law, has enriched himself and his family in what is clearly an enormous grift and likely serious conflict of interest crimes. So let's review. First, Jared Kushner conned his way to a cushy White House job with no clear job description and no experience. Then he took it upon himself to prioritize pushing out the U.S. Secretary of State so he could cozy up to the Saudi government. Now, once he was close enough to the Saudis, we have records of a $110 billion arms deal between the U.S. and Saudi Arabia that was inflated at the direction of Jared Kushner. Then mere months after Kushner exits the White House, what happens? The Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia overrules his own investment advisors and sends $2 billion to Kushner's company's bank account. Jared Kushner and Ivanka Kushner walk out of the White House and months later get $2 billion from the Saudis. Now, some colleagues from across the aisle have explicitly said the Kushner family has engaged in business dealings that may have crossed the ethical line, and I agree, yet they refuse to act. Of course, President Trump got $5.4 million from the Chinese while he was president because they were leasing space in Trump Tower. He goes out and air kisses President Xi. Totally perfect. Jared Kushner gets $2 billion from the Saudis, even though he oversaw Mideast Peace. Totally kosher. Ivanka Trump, you know, she's doing business with the Chinese while she's working in the White House. Totally beautiful. Right? Why do I bring that up? They want to say you have credibility. The problem is they have none. They have no credibility. And because you're here at their behest, their lack of their credibility questions your credibility. Nobody should think, by the way, that this movement is striking a blow against global elites, which we've heard a lot about today. If you're interested in that, you should join our investigation into Donald Trump and Jared Kushner, who brought home $2 billion, not million, $2 billion from Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates for a company he created the day after the Trump administration ended. So don't talk to me about global elites. That's the Trump family business trafficking in global elites and their businesses. And he collected millions of dollars in unconstitutional foreign emoluments from Saudi Arabia, United Arab Emirates, Indonesia, Egypt, a whole bunch of countries that patronized his hotels and his golf courses. So I don't want to be lectured to by anybody about global elites, because I was here for the four years of the Trump administration. Alright. Does that come across as hate? Because they 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 did the game correctly where they 
went over to foreign foreign lands and they got two billion dollars yes there's an emolument clause uh, once you become a I guess servant servant of the the people you can't take money but the thing is they took two billion she got money from the Chinese and they took it and then they did an arms deal but is it ethically correct maybe not no it's ethically incorrect but is it criminal who knows uh, but now the Democrats are trying to investigate Jared Kushner I think he should go fall take the fall because they did they get lobbied for lobbied by the, the Saudis and the Saudis are spending money like crazy they bought golf and they killed the reporter so what do you think do you think Jared Kushner should be taken up on charges or should Hunter Biden should Hunter Biden's crime be passed on to his father because that's what's happening with this impeachment inquiry but before we go to that a government shutdown a government shutdown is on the way at the end of the month and let's see what NBC, MSNBC is saying Ben Holland joins me now. He is a Democrat representing Maryland and a member of both the Budget and Appropriations Committee. Senator, it's very good to see you. Can we just start with the government shutdown? What is it going to take to avoid this shutdown by September 30th? Well, Simone, it's great to be with you. What it's going to take is for Speaker McCarthy simply to agree to put a vote, a bipartisan uh, vote, before the House of Representatives that reflects the kind of uh, consensus that we have in the United States Senate. Um, and that would avoid a government shutdown. Uh, the problem he's got is he's got a small faction, uh, the so-called Freedom Caucus, as well as some other members, uh, who were saying, as you just indicated, if they don't get their way on some very extreme policies, then they're prepared to shut down the government. Some of them are actually itching to shut down the government. So there is bipartisan agreement in the Senate. Republicans and Democrats agree we should have a stopgap spending measure, as you indicated, with emergency relief, disaster relief, funding for Ukraine to help the Ukrainians fight Putin's aggression. Uh, and if McCarthy was to take that consensus approach, he could get it through the House. But he continues uh, to essentially cater uh, to his far right. He's going to have to overcome that. So if you were a betting man, uh, Senator Van Hollen, what, what, what would your wager be? Do you think that Speaker McCarthy is going to be able to overcome these demands from the House Freedom Caucus members? Well, I, I, do, I don't know if he's going to be able to placate their demands, uh, but at some point uh, for the good of the country, and I would argue for the good of the Republican Party and the Democratic Party, uh, he needs to prevent the government from shutting down. He needs to uh, put aside uh, the radical extreme voices of the far right uh, and adopt the kind of bipartisan approach uh, that we're taking in the United States Senate. Now, of course, um, he worries that if he does that, uh, you could have a small number of Republicans try to bring down his speakership. 
So this will be a test of whether Kevin McCarthy will put the interests of the country um, above the extremists in his own caucus in the House. While there is bipartisan agreement in the United States Senate when it comes to funding the government, uh, there is some consternation as it relates to what Senator Tommy Tuberville is doing. He is a Republican from Alabama, and he is still blocking military promotions, and he says he's doing so because of the Defense Department's policy that grants leave to service members to travel to access reproductive care. My question is, sir, if this continues, 90% um, of senior military promotions, they could be stalled by the end of the year. I know you've been vocal about your frustration. So how does this actually end? Well, it ends when uh, Senate Republicans uh, make it clear to Senator Tuberville uh, that this cannot go on uh, because it's hurting the country. And they also need to recognize uh, that it's uh, essentially you know, putting the Republican Party in the Senate. Um, against military readiness. Uh, and the only people who are gaining um, from Senate, Senator Tuberville's antics here are adversaries. You can be sure that they are smiling in places like Beijing and Moscow because his, his ploy, what he's doing, is undermining readiness in our military. Uh, and the longer it goes on, the more our readiness will be uh, eroded, uh, which is why you had the secretaries of uh, the Army, the Navy, and the Air Force all indicate uh, that we've gotten to a very precarious point. So it's it's way overdue for Republican senators to say to Tuberville, cut it out. Hmm. We'll be watching it. I, I, I don't know how this ends, sir. I really, I really don't. Uh, I want to ask you about the health of uh, members of the United States Senate. There has been a lot of concern uh, for the health of at least two senators. I'm talking about Minority Leader Mitch McConnell and California Senator Dianne Feinstein. What, what is the conversation happening in the Senate right now, Senator Van Hollen? Are you concerned? Well, I, I'm, I'm not concerned because at the end of the day, I think all of us um, have to rely on the, the judgment of their doctors, and their doctors have all indicated that they can continue to serve, uh, finish out their terms. They both indicated that they plan uh, to finish out their terms. Uh, so, look, these are decisions that every member uh, has to make for him or herself uh, based on input from their uh, doctors uh, based on input from their constituents uh, but you know the, 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 the business of the Senate does have to go on um, and Senator McConnell uh, is it uh, is right now uh, helping to pull together that bipartisan consensus on the budget uh, that we talked about uh, and Republican leader McConnell also supports uh, funding to help our friends in Ukraine against uh, Putin's war of aggression uh, so, at least for now, uh, we have a bipartisan group in the Senate uh, that wants to keep the federal government open, wants to do the right thing when it comes to helping our allies, and wants to provide badly needed disaster assistance for the country. So, that's where we are as of right now. All right. Before I let you go, uh, I want to talk a little Maryland politics for a second. Senator Ben Cardin, he is retiring at the end of his term. And you recently endorsed Prince George's County Executive Angela Alsobrooks for the United States Senate. What was it that made you throw your support behind uh, County Exec Alsobrooks? This is a very crowded race. Well, um, Senator Cardin has been a great uh, friend and colleague and senator, and I wanted to support somebody who I thought was the, the best candidate, 
best prepared uh, to take on uh, the responsibilities um, in the Senate. Angela Alsa Brooks has been a really terrific county executive in Prince George's County. Uh, she helped steer her county uh, through the worst of the pandemic. Um, and it's my view that when you look at the candidates, and there are, there are many talented candidates, that she's a standout. Uh, that's why I endorsed her for the Senate race. If she is successful, she would be uh, the first black woman to represent Maryland in the United States Senate. Maryland Senator Chris Van Hollen, thank you very much for your time. Appreciate you. Yep. Uh, that was a great segue. We should check out uh, the senator from Maryland who's retiring. I did not know that that seat would have been up for been up up for um, up for grabs. Oh, gotta check that out because Mitch McConnell is not up until 2024 no 2026 yeah 2026 and that's crazy he, he he's he is yep he is a backing a, a black female I guess that's the new thing now they're they're supporting the the minorities in Senate and the other things so all right um, NBC um, kind of she segued into the next topic which is uh, one of the topics anyway um, how old do you need to be to be a senator a lot of the senators are going to be 79 and 80 should there be an age limit I think there should be uh, but check out what happened to Mitch McConnell the second time because he fell this is I think he fell two times probably sustained a concussion he's in his 70s check it out okay Senator you're up for election in three short years what are your thoughts on that I'm sorry I had a hard time hearing it that's okay what are your thoughts on running for re-election in 2026 what are my thoughts about what running for re-election in 2026 oh that's right Did you hear the question, Senator? Running for re-election in 2026? All right, I'm sorry, you all. We're going to need a minute. Senator. Benny. Yeah, that is scary. That's the look of someone who wasn't sure where they are and they were unbalanced. So, the question is, should people in their latter shades of life run the government? Personally, if you're healthy enough, yeah. If you are trying to look like that, I think no. And the one thing that happens when someone is up in old age people try to manipulate them and from that just that uh, whatever that was you can see that 
someone can influence you to do something that you don't want to. So, I pose the question to the group. Should senators, judges, or other representatives go past the age of 70? Uh, we'll leave it on the leave it on the uh, the Discord so y'all can chime in. This is the Common Sense Party Podcast. I'm your host, Dwayne Otley. Our mission is to bring things to light and use common sense in the everyday life to do so. We are available on Spotify, uh, Amazon Music, Pandora, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and we're still working on Apple. All right. Our next topic is good. We're going to go a little bit left. It's not in a bit, but the one thing I saw that got me was Joe Rogan. Yep. Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Uh, he is. He is one person that I thought had the good of the country before his own his own um, values but I was incorrect and this I gotta give kudos to Bill Maher Bill Maher kind of schooled him check it out yes he tried every possible way to steal this election he tried to do it through the courts he tried to do it through state legislatures he tried to do it through intimidating Mike Pence he tried to do it through the Justice Department they talked about seizing voting machines they talked about the using the army I mean, you can't really believe that this guy is not worse than Joe Biden. I mean, I agree. Biden is not a great president. And the Hunter Biden stuff is a stinky conspiracy, not a conspiracy, a stinky scandal that stinks to the high heavens. If you think that that in any way compares to what Trump tried to do, you just cannot tell unlike things apart. And you're, you're saying this just based on what happened after the election? Just that stuff? Yes. Well, yeah. that's that's the criminal part, yes. Have you ever tried to steal man his position? Like, do you think he really believes they stole the election, or do you think he's bullshit? Who gives a fuck? It doesn't Who matter. Who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck if he really believes it? But, I mean, if he really believes there's evidence that the election was rigged. No, I don't care. I mean, for, no, first of all, that was part of the January 6th committee's findings. He has multiple people, all the people around him told him that he lost that election, including Bill Barr. Mm-hmm. You know, it, and he admitted he he had there's a one of his quotes was uh, that they have on record of him saying I don't want people to know I lost this election. That's kind of crazy. Well, it, it, he's crazy. That's kind of crazy. I mean, it's it's insane that you can't let go of the idea that you can't be seen as a loser. There's a certain there's an he is there is a I always said this in the beginning. It all comes back to the, he is a clinical case of malignant narcissism. It's not just a quirk. Mm-hmm. It's actually in the big book of crazy, you know? that. Right. I, I mean, it's a real thing. And it affects everything he thinks and does. It's why foreign leaders were able to curry favor with him. All they had to do was kiss his ass and they got whatever they wanted. Do I really think that he wants to help Russia and Putin? I think Putin had him as soon as he said, Trump is a brilliant man. Good, you got me. 
it doesn't take that much. Uh, he's a dangerous guy. The, the idea that, that he could be president again, as opposed to Joe Biden, again, Joe Biden, not my first choice, not my hundredth choice, but the other guy is a crazy, stupid criminal. Again, Joe, Bill Maher looked like he told something to Joe Rose that he didn't want to believe. He didn't want to believe that he's a, a criminal. He actually didn't want to believe it. I have my, I have my, um, my quarrels with how Bill Maher talks now, but he did a good thing right there. He actually penetrated the, the bubble of Joe Rogan and let him know that, yes, Trump is a criminal. He is a criminal, and a couple of podcasts ago, people are urging him to in, interview Trump so he can get that platform. And I think he was going to do it until he, until he talked to Bill Maher. Kudos to Bill Maher. Good job, Bill Maher. All right. We're moving on to our final topic. Why are the Republicans trying to start an impeachment without evidence? I'm going to turn to my guy, Bill from the 5th. Check it out. Howdy there, Internet people. It's Bill again. So today, we are going to talk about the Biden impeachment inquiry. We're going to talk about what's happening. We're going to talk about the most likely outcome from what's happening. And then we're going to talk about why it's happening to begin with. Uh, because it is not that a whole bunch of Republicans suddenly believe that Biden has committed an impeachable offense. That's not what's going on. Okay, so what is happening? McCarthy, the Republican Speaker of the House, at least in name, he came out and said that there is going to be a Biden impeachment inquiry. They're going to look into impeaching Biden. Why? I'm not talking about why they're doing it. I'm talking about what specifically are they looking into. They don't know. They don't know. My guess is that's why McCarthy didn't take any questions after announcing this. They don't have a specific crime that they're looking into. It's a vague notion of corruption. Okay? If you look to previous impeachments, say the two of the former president, what do you have? What were they for? One started with a phone call, right? The whole quid pro quo thing. That was the perceived crime. They looked for the person responsible. Then the next was the whole... January 6th thing that we all saw on our TV. That's the crime. They looked for the person responsible. That's how it's supposed to work. What they're doing is not show me the crime and I'll find the man. They are saying show me the man and I'll find the crime. They are looking into it trying to find something. Are they going to? Maybe. I know in the partisan framework that a lot of the United States operates under, you don't want to believe that. Biden's not a savior. He's not a savior. He is a man. He is a person. I'm willing to bet at some point in his life he did something wrong, maybe unethical, maybe even illegal. Maybe they find it. Does it rise to the level of an impeachable offense in the eyes of most Americans? That's the question. The answer is, I don't know. Generally speaking, having followed politics for quite some time, if people are looking at it objectively, probably not. 
I don't see them uncovering something just incredibly wrong. But politics is not about objective reality. It's about perception. Is whatever they uncover enough to make it appear as though it is an impeachable offense? Something that is that warrants that in the eyes of most Americans. Maybe. Maybe. You can't rule that out. Uh, I don't think it's particularly likely, but it's possible. Okay, so what happens from there? It goes to the Senate, and then it stops. That's, that's what happens. Okay, so realistically, this is doomed from the start. Realistically, that's what's going to happen. Unless they uncover something that is just immensely corrupt, you're not going to get enough Democrats to cross the aisle to convict at the trial in the Senate. So this is doomed from the start, especially when they don't really have the evidence to start with. Which is why, despite all signaling, McCarthy didn't bring it to the floor for a vote, which was kind of what he indicated he was going to do. They don't have the evidence. They don't have the votes on the Republican side of the aisle to start the impeachment inquiry. It's that simple. So, why is it starting? Because McCarthy is not a particularly strong Speaker of the House, and he did not take a golden opportunity to take control of his party in the House. Because he was just handed one, and he didn't take it. Okay, my guess, and this is a guess, is that the far-right elements, the social media engagement caucus, those who are about creating outrage rather than governing, those people, they came to him and said, hey, you know that short-term funding bill that you absolutely have to get through and there's no real choice about it? You're not going to get our votes unless you give us an impeachment inquiry. So, he gave it to them. But that was not the best move. This faction of the Republican Party is what is causing all of McCarthy's headaches. And he just had an opportunity to render them irrelevant. Because what he could have done, as soon as he heard that, was cross the aisle. Go to the Democratic Party. Don't even tell the Republicans. Just go to the Democratic Party and be like, hey, you know this funding thing that we just have to do, we don't really have a choice about? You know that we have to get it through. I know we have to get it through. Give me the votes for it. Make sure that you can shore up any votes that I lack to get it through. And uh, I won't give the far right Republicans what they want. And what they want is an impeachment inquiry. I'd be willing to bet the Democratic Party would have given it to them. And this would have occurred, this bipartisanship would have occurred dealing with something that most Americans understand has to happen. They have to, they have to approve the budget. You know, So there's not going to be a lot of pushback on the idea of McCarthy crossing an aisle with this specific thing. But in the process of doing it, he takes away their leverage. Because once that happens once, he can always say, oh, is that what you're going to do? You remember what happened when you tried this leverage with the impeachment inquiry, right? I just crossed the aisle. I made a lot of friends doing that. We could do it again. And then he actually becomes speaker. He becomes the leader of the House rather than somebody who's trying to juggle all of the factions. He elected not to do that. It's going to come back to bite him.
he's going to be in the same position again soon. Um, but the end result of this, probably not much. There's going to be an inquiry. There's going to be a lot of social media stuff because that's really what they want. Maybe, maybe Biden actually gets impeached. I don't, I'd say one in three chance of that actually occurring. Then it goes to the Senate and nothing happens. It's that simple. Um, mainly because anything that Biden would have done that is perceived as unethical or illegal probably would have been done while he was a senator. And a lot of those senators over there on both sides of the aisle probably engage in the exact same unethical or possibly illegal behavior. They're not going to vote to convict on it. That's your most likely outcome. Now, are there outliers? You know, the possibility that maybe Biden did do something just incredibly corrupt or illegal. Sure. I mean, maybe. I don't know the guy that well. Never read his diary. Um, in that case, then it moves forward. But that is an incredible outlier. I would say less than 1% chance. Um, but you can't act like it's not possible. You can't act like it's not possible. The Democratic Party in the Senate is not like the Republican Party in the Senate under Trump. If Biden is found to have done something just incredibly illegal, they'll convict. They won't ignore it the way Republicans did. Um, so you, you have to entertain it. I just don't think it's incredibly likely. I, I think you're going to get a lot of social media engagement. I, I'm not even convinced it'll make it out of the House. But if it does, it's an almost certainty that it, it dies in the Senate. And all of this, because McCarthy, the Republican Speaker of the House, did not see the golden moment to, to actually take control and begin to lead Republicans in the House, rather than just constantly be embattled within his own party, which is why he can't get any legislation through, which is why Republicans in the House look so inept and incapable. Uh, he missed it. He missed a moment that he really he shouldn't have missed. But there will be a lot of talk, a lot of coverage. I'll watch it. I don't expect to see anything groundbreaking. I really don't. It's going to be a rehash of these same old allegations that never really seem to pan out. There, there's no real evidence. Um, if you want to know what they'll be looking into, it'll be the financial ties, Ukraine, China, stuff like that. Um, you can look to a video called Let's Talk About, uh, I want to say, Ukraine-Biden Timeline, something like that. That video was recorded years ago. There's literally no new evidence. <laughs> Nothing has changed. Um, and that's, what's, that's what they're going to be looking into. Um, at, at time of filming, there has been no indication that there is more evidence, that there is something that is actually going to alter the outcome. It's politics, so we have to wait and see what the perception is. Anyway, it's just a thought. Y'all have a good day.
Yeah, I agree. He is a weak speaker. And yeah, they're going to go through the entry and it's going to die in the, <coughs> excuse me, that's a fine, in the Senate. All right, and if you want to know what Fox News is talking about, about it, check it out. That is quite a united front, uh, Maria, and that's the way the Democrats do it. Mm. They turn on every engine under their control, whether it's, um, as we just heard from politicians going on saying things like no evidence, kangaroo court, uh, etc., to the New York Times uh, refusing to cover this completely. I think that Kevin McCarthy has to, for the benefit of the American public, uh, go to the inquiry. It's not an impeachment, it's yeah. an inquiry, because you say we need to flesh this out. Um, the risk to Republicans um, is twofold. Number one, it falls flat. It just never really goes anywhere. And then the Democrats say, see, see, we were right, you were wrong. Um, uh, that's one risk. Um, or number two, they run the risk of looking as politicized as the de Democrats have become in the attempt to try to take down uh, Donald Trump with the Department of uh, Well, it's interesting Justice. because the kangaroo court that Hakeem Jeffries is talking about, what do you call what went on with Donald Trump with an right. impeachment uh, because of a phone call? Uh, and, and, of course, the media uh, going along well, with it. The Associated Press also is downplaying yeah. this, by the way. The GOP's investigation uh, was the subject of the AP yesterday. They write, Republicans are, quote, claiming without evidence that Joe and Hunter Biden engaged in an influence peddling scheme. I don't know how you see it any other way. What were they getting paid for? Well, as, as you have made clear over your broadcast over the past six, seven, eight weeks, um, they were getting access. They were getting influence. And even though you may not be able to say, wait, see, there, there's, there's the, the, the line item where Joe got the money. Yeah. When 20 family members get money and when Joe... Mr. Biden, the president, yeah. the vice president then, is on the phone with them? Come yeah. on. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell is refusing to say if he supports this impeachment inquiry. Take a watch. I believe it was a good idea for Speaker McCarthy to open that impeachment inquiry to the president. Do you support that? Yeah, look, I, I, I'm going to say it again. I don't think Leader McCarthy, Speaker McCarthy, needs any advice from the Senate on how to run the House. Lee, uh, what does this impeachment inquiry give the Republicans? Will they be able to get, for example, Joe Biden's bank records? You open up the Wall Street Journal and you see the top above fold McCarthy launches inquiry to impeach president. You're uh, watching yesterday's announcement of Kevin McCarthy and other networks that don't want to talk about any of this ever, they want to cover for President Biden, are talking about it and they're covering it live uh, there's that increased media focus on it uh, the facts are able to get out there it's going to be important for listen if democrats are going to say no evidence we expect them to say there's no evidence kangaroo court whatever for congressional republicans to go along with it they're either covering for joe biden themselves that's no excuse or they aren't paying attention to the actual evidence that exists so it's expected of congressional democrats but all congressional republicans Congressional Republicans uh, should be on board with helping to push out the truth. We, we need to put a graphic up of the uh, Congress people who are against an impeachment inquiry. I think the public uh, wants to know that. Good point. Um, Good point. We, we want to know exactly who is uh, pushing back on this within Congress. We'll do that. All right, ladies and gentlemen. This is how you make sure. That is what they're saying on. 
That's what they're saying on Fox News. Wow. That's what they're saying on Fox News because they don't they want tit for tat to get back. Alright, this is the Common Sense Party Podcast. I'm your host, Dwayne Otley. D-O-T-T-L-E-Y. Our mission is to bring common sense topics to the masses and help them sort them out. We are available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Pandora, YouTube, and we're still trying to get on to Apple Apple Music. Alright. Uh, we will come back with you next week. Recording stopped.